0: Primary ignition. This is Star Wars.
1: Look out. Core World.
0: News. You may fire when
2: ready. From the bright center of the galaxy, I'm Greg Scombach, and you're listening to Core World News. Your whole news show for in-depth coverage and analysis for the latest stories from around the galaxy. Now for your news segment rundown for May 1st, 2020. Commander Cody's Clone Wars Conspectus. There's only one game. Listen to Hollow But first, rumored episode titles for Mandalorian Season 2 hit the Hollow Now via host Ben Grant and Adam to discuss.
1: All right. Thank you very much, Brex. It's great to be back here uh, doing some more work with y'all, talking yeah. about Star Wars. Um, so this little gem uh, I spotted last Monday, so not too long after our last uh, episode. And then we've been kicking it around for a while, but we've got some rumored uh, episode titles for Mandalorian season two, and uh, they they fit the classic form where it's just like the thing. It's always like one word or one thing. Yep, and uh, they definitely look like they could be real. Where do you guys want to start with this? Is there's, uh, there's a lot of information here.
2: Well, let's let's throw up the blast doors first and just tell people if they don't want to be spoiled on these titles, just yeah. fast forward around like five, ten minutes from now, and we'll be past all this. But uh, yeah, so this is these are the ty- rumored titles for uh, Mandalorian season two. It's crazy that they're out there. Uh, I don't know where you found these, Ben, but it's pretty cool that you send them to us. And uh, they seem legit because it's kind of those one-word titles that they did in the first season, you know? So
1: All of them have the in front of them. Yeah, right. um, Which is cool. Um, Why don't I read them off real quick for uh, everyone so we can actually be on the same page here. So here they come. If you don't want to hear these, then um, bully on you. But uh, (laughs) I think it's kind of great to even speculate. So here we go. Chapter one. The Search, Chapter 2, The Confrontation, Chapter 3, The Bounty, Chapter 4, The Republic, Chapter 5, The Loyalist, 6, The Sorcerer, The Return, and the final episode is The Empire. So Search, Confrontation, Bounty, Republic, Loyalist,
0: Sorcerer, (laughs) Return, Empire. Emphasis on Sorcerer there, because that's
1: obviously (laughs) the one that jumps out the most
0: yeah should we just let's just start with that let's just i you know i I thought maybe we could all pick out the one that jumped out to us the most but let's be honest yeah we all would have said the sorcerer can we just talk about our our texts
2: like before recording like what we texted to each other because after i heard sorcerer i just texted luke just on a like automatic response but we we had a few other ideas for who, who the sorcerer could be uh i'll let when you guys take over from there but uh i thought luke for just some random reason i was like oh of course baby just going to luke and the uh in whatever his his new academy he has just he's starting the nascent academy sure. he's, he's building but um
0: i don't know who do you guys think the sorcerer could be go for it adam i think it's ahsoka i mean i, I know that's the boring pick but i mean i mean not boring in that like I so hope I'm right because I'm really excited to see Ahsoka. But we know Ahsoka is going to be in episode two. It's all but confirmed. Right. Um, actually, I think it is officially confirmed at this point. So, so that makes sense. But I do love the Luke pick. Like, I wonder if, I wonder if we don't actually see the sorcerer quote in this episode, but it's more learning about the sorcerer and finding out and hearing rumors. Like, what it's, what if it's like the tales of Luke Skywalker, like him just hearing all these stories about this sorcerer and trying to figure out who that is interesting i also feel like baby
2: yoda is i mean given he's 50 oh. years old i think he's too old to become a jedi if luke does follow the doctrine in any sort of rigid way mm-hmm. i feel like he may be like oh maybe he's experienced too much of life and maybe he sees that kind of uh the 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 kind of like innocent kind of he's kind of betwixt light and dark he's not really hasn't chosen really a side of baby yoda and he's already 50 years old and he kind of we saw him choke uh Dune in uh the last season season one and just makes me think you know what if luke or ahsoka takes baby yoda and just brings brings the child back to his planet and uh just lets him kind of live uh uh, in the, the the native societies there and doesn't Bring him into the academy in any way that feels like the most logical and organic route for baby yoda i don't think baby yoda goes to become a jedi but that's just that's just my thinking on it. i don't know what you guys yeah think.
1: that seems well i mean we don't see him after this and we're you know anywhere in the sequel trilogy yet but there's a lot of real estate in this whole in the skywalker timeline um and so, you know, potentially they could turn him into a Jedi. They could do a lot of yeah. interesting things with him. But uh, I, I would tend to agree with that. I was, when I when I read this first off, my first thought was Ahsoka. But yeah. my immediate, like, second beat was like, oh, man, wish it's Luke. I hope it's Luke. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. We, That's we've been talking
1: about, yeah. like, a DH um, Mark Hamill. And, I mean, that would be the cameo of all cameos, man. That would be so great. Yeah. To see him do that. And then, of course, like that's when Skywalker's at his peak, too. It's like, really, it's the fun Luke that just like just defeated the Empire. He's cleaned up Dodge. He's a real hero. Um, I loved when the Mandalorian came in contact with the Resistance. In that, I think it was episode four or five where they do that job with uh, Bill Burr's character. Um, because right. you feel... Suddenly, the feeling of the rebellion, you know what the rebellion is. And it's like... It's still heroic. It's still trying to do the right thing. It's this like really brave, I don't know, like entity that's like it's it's uh, noble and it's like kind and it's good and it's strong and it's rooted in all these things. And you have that in like direct conflict with this like lawless, you know, galaxy. This like down and out um, bounty hunter, the scum of the scum, you know, that's just trying to get by. And there's like almost no humanity in it. There's only like baby Yoda really brings humanity to it. And so when those two stand in such, I loved how in the same episode you could feel such wildly different things and have those two worlds collide in a really interesting way. I think you could do that with Luke and uh, Luke would be yet another like level and degree of, you know, I don't know, just feeling an emotion um, to to contrast with this world. And I, I mean, it would just be delightful, I think.
0: Yeah i have thoughts about luke i think so i'm gonna start with uh, the positive i'd actually be kind of shocked if we get to the end of the mandalorian <laughs> and never see luke skywalker i think for a lot of reasons i think one this show is all about new technology and showing what can be done on television now and honestly like giving movies a run for their money like yeah showing this and i feel like Marvel and and Disney owns this de aging technology to the point where they can like very easily just do this to Mark Hamill. I think they can hide the money. They can do whatever crazy thing they need to do. Yeah, to actually, yeah. like say that it didn't cost all that much. I think I Mark, feel like
1: Ham- Mark Hamill. Mark yeah. Hamill would do it just to do it. Like that's he's not going to be like say. ten million yeah. or like, no deal. Like, no. that's not that's not it. Yeah,
2: I've always talked about this. I mean, de aging. I felt like the uh, the the trio from the original trilogy were like. Or in Lando, every all yeah. of all the characters in the original trilogy, I thought they were they were worth de aging. Like all of them were worth de aging. Yeah. If you're going to make a sequel trilogy, you should have de aged them there, and you could have done all this kind of interconnected storytelling there, just to tie things together, so people aren't saying, "Oh, the Emperor had a child," you know. Like, and, yeah. and there's all this kind of this is one flashback. You get the kind of uh,
0: pretails what
2: what you just saw.
0: I, but um, yeah, I think if the sequel trilogy had happened now. Like started now, or even five years from now, that might have been the sequel trilogy we got. I don't think they were confident about the technology in twenty fifteen even to do that. Um, well, but I think Michael you're... Douglas and Ant Man, and I mean they, they there
2: are examples. Which is of a Disney's which is a aging technology
0: two minute. Series set, and right? I'm, not,
2: like, I'm not saying the scenes yeah. have, should have been long either. I'm saying, oh, I see what you're saying, short duration, pieces. but just so, yeah. uh, you know, simple little flashbacks that invent Snoke or invent the first order, or yeah, at least show the relationship between Luke and Han and and, and Leia and how they've all kind of separated. And then, uh, yeah, yeah and even oh, in, okay. yeah, we made it, could it cool, could have been cool, yeah. could have been cool. I, I, agree. Uh, we I didn't, I didn't do love it, that. yeah, they didn't do um, it, but. I don't mind. I love what they did at the same time. Yeah. So, and, uh, and all the characters and their kind of the roles they play as kind of more wizened kind of, uh, uh, experienced characters is just as important as any DH scene. So I do love what they did, but, uh, yeah, I felt like it could have been cool if they did it in this.
0: I, and if, if anyone's worthy of it, it's those those actors and those characters. I, I agree. I'm going to make a reference that Ben's going to really love right now, which is they might pull a Wolves of the Cala situation here. Ah, oh, yes! Dark <laughs> which, which is the Dark Tower series by Stephen King. When you thought the whole seven-book series was done... He, like he what stuck
1: one in Ten the middle. Minutes
0: later, he just stuck one in the middle because he's like there's enough room to write a book that's like what yeah. is it it's like 4.5 basically i think it's between yeah. i'm literally looking at it right now you're talking
1: about winds through the keyhole
0: uh, wind through the keyhole, through the keyhole yes it i came I was right
1: looking... after wolves mccallum
0: that's right i was looking through i was looking over at my dark tower collection and trying yeah. to look at how they're trying to look at
1: that that name
0: yeah, yeah. No, that, and that's uh... a thin book so maybe they will maybe there will be a 6.5 at some point when the de-aging technology gets really good right and they may and they may do that which i would love um i think rogue
1: one is is like a 6.5
0: no no rogue is a 3.5 right so
1: you
0: get a 6.5 or 3.5 yeah
1: yeah it's three three and a half whatever that's in there but uh, yeah
2: i think i think there's a real story for the adventures of luke skywalker between yes uh the, the return of the jedi and uh the force awakens and i feel like the perfect person to do it is Sebastian Stan. Everyone's been talking about it. It's obvious. It's like he he looks exactly like Mark Hamill. He he had, he's you know similar age to when when Hamill was doing the uh, the the Return of the Jedi and things like that. And it's like this could be a really fun series if you hire him to do it. But then again, I don't see why Mark Hamill couldn't just be de-aged throughout the series. And if it gets yes. cheap enough, they yeah. could easily yeah. do it. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's what they're waiting for. They're waiting for that technology to get a little easier and uh, and faster render speeds and they can just do it quicker and they can get Mark Hamill to do all the acting for it because I think well, I think it would be rough to hire someone else to do it when Mark Hamill has that that's, I mean that's the pride and joy of his life is that role.
0: Yes. And I think I think as much as he's kind of he's written many letters saying thank you and goodbye to Star Wars in the recent right. months he wants one more bite at the apple meaning he wants to play heroic luke again i think i think he always wanted that and i think he felt a little bummed that he wasn't able to play that role in episode eight um and so i think if you were to tell him like listen we're gonna de-age you maybe even body double you like they did in rise of skywalker and you just do the voice you just do your head like he'll be i i can't imagine he would say no to that to be able to play that hero again
1: i think that would be the only thing he would accept honestly i I think Sebastian Stan would do a fine job sure. um, and it'd be an interesting, but it's, I've never been so tied to one character with, to an actor as I am with Luke. And,
2: yeah. it be hard. Cause
1: he is, he's like the Luke Skywalker of real life to me, you know, like yeah. he's, yeah. he's on the internet. He's promoting the force. Um, he's the sweetest guy. He got everything he wanted. And he's just been like really benevolent and sweet to everyone around him. His inner, like, I don't know how he's actually done some brave things online, but just going online as Luke Skywalker is brave to me. Like you set yourself up for such, you know, all this criticism, but he's always, he always speaks his truth to power. He's always, um, but very cordial and nice and encouraging. And he's, you know, he gets snarky at times, but he's just like, I don't know, but he's he's never, he's never mean spirited. Yeah. And And he um, sticks
0: his chin out. Like he's not, he's willing to get punched in the face a few times. Yeah. Yeah, which is always really brave for someone who's been who like when you look at like so Carly and I have been rewatching all the old Star Trek movies and we we, we get conversations about Shatner's and, and Limoy's journey with those characters yeah. and how much they have gotten at times like they got defensive about it and they 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 hit away mm. from it. And Hamill's always kind of really embraced that role, you know, and even when times were hard for him, he never really just, you know, blanked on Star Wars. He was always just kind of there for it.
2: Yeah. yeah. This uh, is something
0: strange. I think we all
2: we'd all love this I think if if he came back to do the role. yeah I do feel like the getting the voice is going to be a difficult thing. I'm sure there's technology that we can use to uh to to make him sound like his you know his younger self because he ha- he does sound a little more grizzled nowadays. Oh, yeah. like, he does. But
1: he he can play both because in um then they did DH they did a DH Luke Skywalker in Rise of Skywalker I think. I mean I yeah. know in some of the scenes and I heard him not speak like grizzled um, I think that was a that was an intentional effect he did for uh, The Last Jedi. Yeah, because I've heard him speak more like classic Luke, and it still sounds like Luke. And and honestly, I, I would rather just have authentic Mark Campbell than sort of a pitch perfect, like, you know, has to sound just like he did when he was, you know, 22
2: or right. Right, because even in the the even the Rise of Skywalker trailer and in, in the film, I mean, when he's yeah. uh, speaking to Ray, it sounds like mm-hmm. Luke from Return of the Jedi. It, it sounds like yeah. a logical uh, so, progression from where he where he we left off yeah. with him.
0: I mean, let's take that away. So either either it's Hamill's able to do that, or they're able to put effects on his voice to make him sound like that. Either way, we're golden. Well, actually, right? there is wow. there is pr-
2: there is proof that they're able to do that because um in uh my favorite teaser of all time, which is teaser number two for the Force Awakens, uh, there is a line from Mark Hamill that's actually he said it now, uh, you know, or not now, but in 2015, yeah, and they made him sound like you know, his younger self. Yeah, that's right. That line right, there was right. they already did mix that down and uh so it is possible and so this could be the series we get and this is all we we just extrapolated all of this from one episode title from from an array of titles for uh, all the episodes in season two of The mandalorian so let's let's jump
0: into (laughs) (laughs) the let me let me bring it back to the point i was i was trying to make is that i think we are definitely going to see dh luke in uh the mandalorian at some point my guess is though it's going to be at the very end of the series so i think i my here's a crazy tinfoil hat maybe or maybe not maybe they actually want to show off the technology like we get a little like handoff of the baby i don't know at a sunset on whatever planet he is right like it's a very like they're gonna call back to the sun the twin sunsets but um uh, maybe okay yeah they love that imagery um so let my thought is that what we might get between episode six and seven because they named it the sorcerer knowing that we're going to see that name. And I think it's a common misdirect. And I think it's going to be a misdirect in the episode where we think he's actually chasing after Luke, right? He's hearing these stories about this force user out there that he's trying to chase down, and I think it's gonna be Ahsoka because the next episode title is The Return. And I think what they're the, the return is the return of Ahsoka. And I think it ties into a line she says in this episode of Clone Wars that we'll talk about a little later. I think there's a very poignant moment in this episode of Clone Wars that actually talks about this, of of not being a warrior but being a force for good, which which Ahsoka never had a chance to do. So I think that's my that's my crazy tinfoil hat theory about this. I like wait, it a lot.
1: Wait, that so so Ahsoka is going to be uh, she's going to return to the Jedi Order.
0: Or just, yeah, that she's been traveling around doing Jedi things, doing good, trying to help people, right? Not being a warrior, but being a true Jedi. And that's, and that's I think, what, what the Mandalorian might be chasing after, that he thinks, or that we think, as viewers, is referring to acts by Luke Skywalker but are actually acts by Ahsoka.
2: I it's love like, that. You want to hear my tinfoil theory? Yes. Alright, I love the, the Ahsoka angle. Uh, I... I think we might get a shorter uh, cameo with Ahsoka than we've been talking about. I think it might be very, very short. I think she might just point the Mandalorian in the direction towards some sort of enigmatic location that could guide him further in his quest to get this child back to his home. And I think that what she could do is guide him to possibly Dagobah, and he could talk to the spirit of Yoda, who then, like, you know, dictates where the child's going to go after that because wouldn't Yoda be involved with this child, especially when he appears now and again to Force sensitive or you know to Luke and like oh, I, wouldn't would he not appear and be like, I'll guide this I, child. I will. Oh, I will.
1: That's his true people.
2: Yeah, yeah. Actually, that's yeah.
1: Grant. Mm. That's actually the most profound thing I think that's happened in like a couple, like fifty episodes, maybe. Wait,
0: <laughs> but <laughs> because like the it's really the, great, but we're good. Don't don't downsell it that way. <laughs> No, <laughs> but it is. Listen, put, put always it. I always stay that, right? Yeah. Star Wars no,
1: has but, to feel right. It's this weird quality yeah. of Star Wars where you, it has to you're feel right. just right. If you're, if you're Ahsoka, if you're Luke, if you're Kit Fisto, if you're like anybody and you see the child come up, <laughs> yeah. what do you say? like yeah. oh my god it's yoda like you're gonna be you're gonna only think of one person and you're gonna try and find to bring him back that i mean yeah. he's dead that's the that the, the bummer is that he's not alive sure. so you can't do that and that might be the end of the story but but there's that gravity that right, is there
2: about sorcerer right the word sorcerer it could be like a ghost you know appearing in a cave yes. ramble and sticks floating around like just scary things you know what i mean it's like there's something to that that's interesting, whereas whereas we've only seen Jedi ghosts in, you know, a very kind of enlightened uh, kind of role where they're just telling, you know, they're giving sage advice to the hero. And we've never seen them kind of appear as, you know, how Sith have been depicted, where it's like almost like ghost like or haunting or it's like it just appears to be scary in the beginning. But then it's like, oh. you know, it's like Saruman and Gandalf in that in that what they do there in the films to kind of show that it's it's Gandalf, not Saruman. Like, it's well, scary. We, first.
1: Have, we have seen We have seen it um I, i'm rewatching rebels right now and i cannot yeah. like recommend doing rewatching that series enough because it, the second time is 10x for the first time but they, they they go to uh there's a time when Kane joris and um the kid that i can't think ezra. of right now ezra bridger go bridger which is like a really funny last name <laughs> like the bridging
2: to like bridging the, sagas you can yeah
1: say. a little literal but okay <laughs> uh but anyway so they they go to Lothal there's that Sith temple and um and Kanan takes him there to just like help him find you know his way and uh Yoda speaks to him there in a very like there's a ghost that comes out of nowhere I mean there's a ghost of Vader that goes in there so uh so that's that's one thing I'm just gonna lay out my full theory because of that, that <laughs> right. kind of encapsulates in it I love, I love that though. Obviously, Um, the Yoda thing makes it does make a lot like more. It makes a lot of sense.
2: It's almost like the child makes a lot of sense, and then the Mm -hmm. other, the kind of the payoff to that is appearance of Yoda uh, that dictates the the resolve of where this child needs to go. That's kind of what I'm pitching.
1: Yeah. All right. So I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna keep with the Luke idea though, because so you did mention the sort the return comes right after the sorcerer. So I'm gonna go with the sorcerer is Luke, and um, the return actually could be like the real re- like the return could refer to Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. and like maybe it's him. I don't know, returning to like he he helps save the child and Ahsoka and the Mandalorian sort of sort of swoop in and like that whatever uh, like defeat the Empire again, and it's a it's another Return of the Jedi. You know what I mean? Like literally. Yeah. But like, this is, he was literally returning because he's running, he's existing with other Jedi. I don't know. That's, that's sort of what I'm hoping for. I also am hoping that actually the confrontation, that's where Ahsoka enters the series and she's in it all the way through to the end. I Like, you know, the, I think she's low hanging fruit. Um, he's able to go through his contacts, like Mandalorian contacts, you know, um, Sabine Wren maybe, or like, you know anyone he knows to find ahsoka because they've you know they've been in contact before right
2: right now that you're that's a logical bridge right because she yeah. she knew a few mandalorians so it's like yeah. the armorer could know bo katan or, or yeah know, ursa, ursa ren or, or someone who could, could point you know the mando in the direction toward to ahsoka it makes perfect sense it's just logical it's organic right He'd and so her.
1: so i want ahsoka to just be like uh like, I'm not your person here. I, you know, she had her other mission, you know, finding Ezra Bridger. Um, but, like, who, I don't know where she's at, but I think she's like, I'm just, I'm not the person that will take care of this child. There's a better person, which is A, Luke Skywalker, and then B, it's Yoda, ultimately.
2: Like, Well, yeah. She, yeah, I love well she's so sage by the end of Rebels. It makes me think that if she appears in The Mandalorian, she's only going to give some mm-hmm. sort of, you know, like ominous, you know, advice to the mando to go to some sort of planet and that's where you have yeah. the Yoda appearance. That's, that's kind of I'm going back to my pitch where it Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, oh, and then Yoda sends them to Luke maybe cuz yeah. Luke is having Maybe. His,
2: that's He's that's creating fun. his yeah. Jedi
1: temple right now. He's creating his new school. Oh. So Yeah, I oh, don't that's kind I still, of
2: I still have it th- there's there's some part of me that thinks maybe Yoda would just have the 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 child go back to his home planet and not become a warrior. But you know, like there's a part of me that thinks maybe it's like it's like yoda's second take right it's like hey what if what what would i be like if i hadn't become a jedi you know like what would i be like if i just kind of lived among you know my people and uh and and shared their values instead of adhering to some doctrine like what would i i, I might be a little different i think that's that's kind of where i, I would extrapolate with it but i feel like I feel like what you're saying where Yoda, Baby Yoda ends up at the temple is so cathartic and climactic and awesome and such a fun ending that like, I don't want to say that that shouldn't happen because I I would love that. I would absolutely love that.
0: All right, so one episode down, seven more to talk about, guys. Uh, no, so let me say one more thing. We could hit on some of them, but I think the naming is interesting, and I think the Sorcerer is going to be kind of one of the key episodes of the season because it's the only episode in season 2 that refers to a specific individual. Right? If you look at all the other ones they refer to places, oh, the or things individual. or ideas. Oh, the loyalist, right? So the loyalist and the sorcerer. So there's only two episodes in season 2 that refer to specific individuals, which I think is key. When you look at season 1, the first episode's the Mandalorian, the second episode's episode's the Child. Like I think they they're naming ideas are important in that when they name something it's an important character right like it's not going to be a throwaway thing so I think it's interesting that like two out of the eight actually refer to individuals
1: yes actually the, the loyalists actually is a fascinating concept like who's the loyalist who's yeah like what does that usually refer to I feel like a M- empire loyalist a loyalist to the empire I a guess. loyalist to the
0: Jedi a loyalist to I mean It's super interesting because we also get the Republic and the Empire are two different episodes, right? Oh, yeah. What does that mean? Like Yeah. Yeah. There's...
1: Oh, so that's great. So we're going to see more of the Republic, like I was saying, that I wanted to see. You know, what does the new Republic look like? We could get a Mon Mothma cameo or something. Like, I don't know if he's going straight to the top, but... If even if we just get another fringe, you only meet like people or, who fringe to the, the rebu- uh, rebe- republic, the near republic. That would be amazing. It would be so. Or do we fun. get a
0: full flashback? Is this a full? Are the? Is this a full flashback episode? Right? Is this the actual telling of of Jinjarin's like experience during the Clone Wars?
1: I really hope not. <laughs> but. Uh, that is a Me good too. idea and totally valid, I but like, I would I rather like
0: flashback episodes, but yeah. there's so
1: much beautiful real estate in front of this series. I just want them to go forward and make new content. You i know. love, and, i love. And I'm too, so but... done with that flashback of his, like, we get it. We get yeah. it. You were saying, well, by the Mandalorians. Yeah
2: isn't loyalist just centrist like in the books, like obviously we've seen the term centrist used over and over again. Loyalist just makes me think this is someone who's loyal to the empire and, and, and yeah. is yeah. even, even loyal to the empire after it's a fallen. And, yes. and we're going to see the beginning of the first order. Now we're going to see people who are, are rallying to the cause of, of rebuilding the empire. Like that's what I think
0: is going to happen at the very it's, end of this season. Right. Which is telling because the last episode of the season is the empire. And I think that's <laughs> yeah. referring to the first order, right? Like the, right. I mean, are, here's a crazy, all right, really tinfoil hat here for a second. Like, we know now that, that Palpatine's still around. He's not actually dead. He is out there reforming everything. Are they going to play around with that at all? Like, are we going to feel that? Like, is the loyalist a loyalist to, like, Palpatine? Do you think they're going to play with that at all?
1: Actually, well, I want to interject there because I think, according to the novelization, he's kind of a recent reincarnation. Like he, they just—I mean, he said he was pulling all the strings, but it was like they had just like resurrected him, and he was on. I mean, he was on the end of this rope. But I've got I a uh, feeling like he I wasn't thought- resurrected right away. Like they had to like make the body and like grow the thing, and then like, but have and transfer to essence. Maybe not. Maybe not. Sorry. I don't
0: this, remember. This no, no, I no. I'm just trying to remember because I'm like, that could be true. That's not that wasn't my interpretation of it. But I don't know. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Well, there yeah. was a period of time where there was like an automated
2: contingency plan. Like we can't Like that, I feel yeah, like there was exactly. so prevalent in the books where it's like Sentinel robots and all these, you know, obviously the first order and the final order are yeah. are quite literally orders like they're like yeah. programmed orders or li- like literally written out orders to officers in the high command. And so uh uh I there's definitely a period where he wasn't alive and pulling po- the shots. But I mean there's so, there's so there's there's a lot of layers to this that could be really interesting with like the resurgence of the empire and I feel like I feel like baby Yoda plays into that. I feel like it's almost like I hate to go back to our last title but like I think it ties all I think it all ties together obviously the season must all tie together i feel like to save baby yoda is also gonna you're gonna have to sacrifice something that's gonna that's gonna reignite the empire you know it's like both the good and the both the light and the dark are reborn in this time period and it's like you're gonna have to make sacrifices and because of those sacrifices maybe the darkness is born and that's what makes me think the first order comes from like it's it's gonna be like baby yoda might be safe at the end of this but we might also see the rise of darkness at the end of this and that might be the looming threat when the
0: show I'm going to make people real angry. I'm like tinfoiling all over the place over here. <laughs> so we know that Palpatine came back through dark magic, magic or dark system. Magic. Oh, you're thanks going to down. Dr. You're going there, Right. <laughs> And and so what we know is that there's a clone scientist in season one. There is. Yes. So if you're saying Yoda blood to make a Snoke, is that what you're saying? Maybe. No, I love that. That's even more tinfoil than I'm going. My point is, if you are Palpatine and you want to come back in a body of someone, wouldn't you want to come back in the body of the most powerful Jedi of all time, Um, which might be Yoda?
1: I'm blind from the light <laughs> off of your tinfoil. I so can't even see thing. because of all the tinfoil.
0: <laughs> is your cloning Yoda so that Palpatine can inhabit it, that Yoda at some point? I
1: do think that actually... I hope I'm,
0: I'm cloning, wrong. Yeah. I, very, I very much hope I'm wrong. No, but
1: I, I do think that that's, that's involved with it. I think they they tried to use... The, I mean, they, that cloning export was trying to bring this to the uh to the to the goal Actually, yeah. I, to me it's more like I'm hoping it's going to be a lot like the first season where it was like we jump to a new planet, we meet yeah, a new person, we have a new adventure, we jump to a new planet, new person, new adventure. Yeah. And I'm I'm hoping that's what we see here and maybe we're collecting an ensemble cast along the way. Love it. Um and then and then but I, I think it's just going to like they're going to reveal what the republic is and we're going to mm-hmm. see what the republic is at this time period. Um and then they're you know go through adventures, and then they're going to reveal what the empire is. And I I do think it's going to be the exact crux of like when the empire between the empire and the first order, mm-hmm. and um, and or actually really now I'm thinking it's the empire and the final order. It's going to cool. be it's yeah. going to be Exegol. It's going to be you know, I think that's the, um, that's the, well, that's the
2: Luke th- series. I think I think that's what the Luke series would be. Is like, oh, okay. Exegol, yeah, okay. some uh, of those deeper mysteries, and possibly an even deeper mystery, and Exegol is just a part of something that's bigger than even that, and Luke is on that trail. You know,
1: I, I'm thinking like Moff Gideon is such a ringer that like he's part of the Final Order. I oh, think totally. he's like he's like one of their his,
2: agents. these troopers are like their armor is still like mint condition, like there's no scuff marks on them, like it's it right. reeks the First Order is what that yeah. that yeah
1: yeah and you get a couple ragtag janky stormtroopers in there. Actually, they've made that distinction. Moff Gideon has. pristine Pristine I mean maybe maybe just but then um uh the guy that I can't think of his name, uh Werner Herzog's character. Um he has really client. I think he's just titled the client, yeah. Yeah. Um he has these really ragged old like dusty stormtroopers that are like they look emaciated. I love (laughs) that they can tell a story just with like the body types they put in these things. It's awesome. But um yeah, so that's I'm 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 thinking like maybe they get a glimpse. I, I, at best, they walk away being like, "Oh man, like that's that's a problem that's going to manifest. That's going to be a problem sometime." And they sort of see that the like there's this much larger threat
0: with the empire than they thought.
2: Yeah, first. totally
0: love it. Oh, it's gonna be great. It's gonna <sighs> be... October can get here soon enough. You know, there's a drought <laughs> in
2: live action content when we're talking about rumored titles.
0: <laughs> Are you kidding me? The best day <laughs> of my life. Any any chance? any chance they drop this a bit earlier like like huh. so they're they're dropping Rise of Skywalker May 4th on Disney Plus yes that was not i don't think that was the plan pre pandemic world <laughs>
1: right that's a good point
0: so, we know we know
1: that shot already in the can
0: i do think right. that- they're
1: still editing furiously on
0: maybe it. like you guys would know better than i am because you're all you you work in the biz the biz but you're in the biz <laughs> the kids. biz. I've, I've never felt so i do my pages in my I'm life um yeah so but my my thought is is like so much of the summer stuff got pushed back to november like there's so much that is now coming out in november that was supposed to be coming out this early summer in the summer that i'm wondering if like there's right. a there's a there's so much stuff coming out that they're like, you know what? Maybe we'll release this in August or September. I mean, this is just wild speculation. Again, I feel like I should just be, I should go upstairs, get the tinfoil and put it on my head because that's all I'm doing this (laughs) this day. But I'm wondering if they don't drop it a bit early, if they can. But you guys would know about editing. Jump into this sort of speculation.
1: (laughs) Hey, so uh, we're still here live in a living day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. do you guys want to uh maybe cover the old hollow mail?
0: think? sure. Let's do it. So, uh we got I got into an interesting conversation with one of our uh followers on Instagram. Uh by the way, guys, great Instagram name. Here, here it goes. Dark Dan of the Sith. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's a nice. follower and a new listener from Australia. And uh, we were talking a bit back and forth about Dr. Afro based on last week, we talked about uh, the Dr. Afro audiobook. And do we think she's going to pop up live action? And he asked, um, who would we want? Or who do we think should be? Who should portray her? If she ever shows up live action, who would we want to see taking on that role? Thoughts? I've done a lot of thinking.
2: Uh, You guys know I've done a lot of thinking about this because I think the after movie is like a a must. Like it just greenlight that thing now. But um, I think Gemma Chan would be great. She's in, uh, she's Minerva in Captain Marvel. She's in. um, Crazy Rich Asians. Uh, she's in a few other shows. That uh, she's incre- incredible actress. But I mean, I I feel like she's really funny in Captain Marvel. She has a couple beats where there's like there's almost these joke scenes where it's like mm-hmm. the obviously there's like the squirt the Nerf gun <laughs> scene that's hilarious. I think it's <laughs> yes, on right. par with everything that's happens in Guardians is being really really funny. Yeah. But um yeah I think she can do it. I think she could, she can do it. I think um I think she'd be a great Afra. Um I I we talked about a few other names. What did you guys share?
0: Yeah, I mean, I was thinking, you know, it depends on, um, you know, you have to have someone who can be funny and charming, and also serious, right? Like, that's, that's why I love the Dr. After comic series, because it mixes yeah. like, it's the funniest comic series of all, and then it gets dark, like, it can be the yeah. darkest of all of them. And I, and I love that. And, you know, I was thinking about, of like, what have I watched over the past year, and Um, my wife and I watched, uh, always be my, maybe on Netflix, um, like what, six months ago, eight months ago when it came out. And I think we've watched it two or three times since, like, it's always like a good, it's Saturday night we're tired but we're like not ready to go to bed let's just watch something that's funny and comforting and like we're really super charming and i think ali wong is so charming and funny but can also do the serious stuff like there's some serious moments in that it's a romantic comedy right so there's always that moment where there is like yeah. the drama moment and she pulls yeah. it off and i think ali wong if we it would be such a great uh, choice for that so i would totally go with ali wong
1: yeah that's fantastic i think the answer is Gemma chan i think
0: Mm -hmm. She fits
1: the profile of being like a fantastic actress that just hasn't got that big shot yet. And I think she can really shine. Um, I I think she looks perfect for the part. I think, you know, I have yet to find a a better one. Um, But I I was I did throw out earlier um, Chloe Bennett from uh, the uh, series um, Shield um agency shields she's showed a lot of she's athletic this she could she could show off more of her acting chops because it's a much different character um than quake um and uh it, you know she's already proven she's in the thing she makes she makes a lot of sense for a lot of reasons but um i still my preference would be Jemma chan i think she'd be great
0: yeah i i think grant won this round i agree i think i think of of the she's i, I mean i'm not going to repeat everything that grant said but one thing i'll say is that um She's maybe I less, did. I know exactly. <laughs> well, no, no, you didn't, no, you were actually really good. You can think, both repeat it. I'll wait. I think <laughs> another thing is she's also not as recognizable necessarily as Ali Wong or, or Chloe Bennett, which is like something right. they often search for in Star Wars, because yeah. as I've talked about personally, like when Woody Harrelson walks through the frame, who I love, it takes me out of it for a second. Or right. like, like, like it's just like, that's Woody Harrelson in a Star Wars movie. And I've grown to love that character Tobias Beckett, but like, I think that's really great where like, it's, it's such a, it's such a, a, it's such a role to make your own. I think coming in as not someone who has expectations already leveled on them would be really great.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, you may, you're making me think of uh, Felicity Jones. I just watched uh, rogue one again the other day.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah. I mean, she's a perfect casting. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Like, And, and seeing that her performance again, she just like, just like blessed the mic just like came through and was like did this amazing performance that we're never going to be able to see again it's not going to be you know she just did it one time for us all and it was awesome and uh, yeah that's the court, sort of thing i'm I'm looking for now with these like really great cameos mm-hmm. or hopefully a series <laughs> of Afro and we'll see what we get
2: yeah i mean and aside from Afro, i wouldn't mind seeing like a sana staros film i think that would be really 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 fun yeah uh, there's there's so many actresses that i have in mind for that but uh yeah, so not just Afra. I think there's, there's so many more female led Star Wars stories in the future, and I'm super excited for them. But um, yeah, a Son of Star Wars film would be awesome. Like, I oh. hope we get that someday as well. And I feel like that could be what they're secretly doing. Like, I I don't want to say that it's, it's Afra for certain. Like, they could be doing a Son of Star Wars film. Um, you know, we don't know. Yeah.
1: Uh, Naomi Aki was in the um, world and the social spheres um this past week saying uh that she would actually be open to doing a a spinoff with uh jana um from the rise of skywalker
0: um oh all right i would totally watch that yeah she was like
1: yeah i'll do she's like i think there's a spinoff there and i would you know obviously love to do it um and, and we've actually we've pontificated that on uh that's sorry that's a stupid word we've thought about that we've talked about that um previously um and uh that 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 actually could be a possibility so it's interesting to just to see it's not really movement but it's something
2: yeah yeah like like tessa thompson would be great for son of staros if they ever wanted Mm -hmm. to move forward with a project like that because i mean she's just i think she's talked about wanting to be in star wars or i think she's she's shown interest in it so i think like and she's so funny obviously thor ragnarok's our favorite from all of ours i think we all like it a lot. but um she's great in that uh she'd be a great son of staros you could even go younger with like a zendaya if you wanted to and really reboot a fun like trilogy a big trilogy with mm-hmm. son of staros. um and that'd be more of a han solo type fun kind of movie and we were talking about a pirate queen movie i think the past weeks uh but you could easily just get a lot of that kind of all of the, a lot of the tropes and a lot of the jokes and a lot of the, the excitement and the scenarios that would come with that in a son of staros film and you could easily just do it there yeah. but um but that's a cool. yeah yeah
1: yeah, nice. I'll take them all. Why can't we have both and all? That, that's what series
0: I Disney Plus, Disney Plus. Bob Iger said it himself. Yeah, they got they got room for content, so let's do it. Um, let's do it. So so thank you again, Dark Dan, and the Sith, for reaching out to us and, and asking us that really really great question. Anyone else who wants to to share a question, get in touch. You can reach us on you know via email through uh, uh, corwellnews News at gmail.com uh, you can, you know, send us a message on Instagram or comment on any of our posts or or uh Twitter as well. We are make notes whenever we hear stuff and we'll bring it in and have some conversations. Um we've noticed recently that our numbers have been going up in listeners and uh in the charts. Um, you know, I did a bit of quick math. I think we're around number seven or or eight of uh Star Wars podcast, which is I'm just going to say it kind of mind blowing and I, and I, and I love y'all and I I thank you for that. So, uh, that's strange because there are around like a thousand, maybe 2000 star Wars podcasts. (laughs) That's probably accurate. There's, there's, there's quite a bit. We, so, so that's, that's awesome. Uh, and we love interacting with you all. So please be in touch. Um, and you know, you know, one thing I'll say is, is, um, we are one of the only, if not the only star Wars podcasts that, uh, We will never hide any content behind a paywall. And that is our solemn pledge to you.
1: You're you're welcome. You get all of it.
2: Yeah. yeah
1: yeah well it's, but, just a, uh, it's a
2: testament to the fact that we love to just talk about star wars every week like yes. we just get yeah. we just get together yeah. and we talk about star wars and we just get together on a wednesday a thursday or friday yeah. it changes it's yeah. not like of course if it gets bigger we'll probably add more structure to the plan but it's like we sure. just love getting together every week talking yeah. about star wars this is a high-level week thoughts. and we love sharing
0: it with you yeah
1: yeah i just love being able to look at my wife and my family and my coworkers and say no, we have fans. Uh, I have to do this. Like I, I would do this every day, anyways. But it's like, thank you for validating
0: this for me. Um, I know. I have data listen. to show my wife to be like, no, I'm actually doing something. It's I'm not doing just, a thing. It's not just putting stuff out in the ether. It's actually people are listening. Yeah. It's it's amazing and fun and awesome. Honey, think Humbling. about the kids.
1: Right. Yeah. Think about the kids. I have
0: yeah. to.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. You're all awesome. It's just fantastic. Uh, but we would love to interact with you uh, more um and uh, i'll just uh say specifically we've sort of divided labor here and grant runs twitter and adam runs uh instagram so um if you want to talk to one of them in particular they're very active they're always posting they're always on um and so yeah definitely reach out
0: uh, also ben uh, does all of the sound editing and posting (laughs) so i don't i just wanted to make sure that ben didn't like everyone and ben does nothing no ben does all of the work as far really. as social
1: media yeah. goes though you two um you're out there and very active um i'm lurking on reddit i'm tough to find H R M D W D, if you want to you know skulk around through what i'm posting on begrudgingly on random star wars i, I stay away <laughs> from star Wars stuff now actually it's just so sad i'm like oh all of you just like why don't you just enjoy the thing instead of hating each other right. anyways but uh yeah but that's the only social media really i touch is uh is reddit um and yeah, so anyways, thanks so much. We should really dig in on some Clone Wars, huh? Do it. Do that? All right. Do it. Contact
2: your now from the front lines of the other MCGs, Commander Cody's Clone Wars Conspectus. Very
0: good, sir. Thank you, Cody. All right, let's talk about uh, Clone Wars Season 7, Episode 11, Part 3 of the whatever we're calling this last four-part episode, uh, Shattered. So, you guys ready for my summary?
1: Sure are. Bring it on. Here it
0: is. Order sixty six. Yeah, that, that that's it. That that's my summary. It's order sixty six. There's a lot more, but really, it's order sixty six.
1: Right from this other perspective, getting
0: yeah. um, I am on in this parallel adventure. Loving the parallel storytelling. I am. I am such a sucker for that, and I cannot wait. And I'm. And now that we're in quarantine times, I'm going to have to talk my wife into watching episode three <laughs> and this last four-part <laughs> series yeah, in a row. So I'm going to have to convince her to spend four hours of her life watching these two things.
2: I bet she would
1: be
0: down for it. I think she'll thank me when it's done, but I think it's going to be a rough four hours to be <laughs> like, no, no, trust me. It's going to pay off. But I right. am I am loving I mean, this this story, I feel like, is super strong on its own. But to then have it check in with what's going on during Episode 3, I, I'm, I'm in love. Anyway, you, you guys. You are. know what,
1: Adam? Um, we have a holiday coming up, Star Wars holiday. And it is uh, May the 4th, which is going to be Monday. What? We're going to do a show that night. But I'm just saying, you if sure there's are. ever an excuse to be like, this is my one <laughs> May the 4th wish. It's my sacred this day.
0: This is what we do. This like, what do we you, do. are you tolerant of my beliefs? If so, you will respect <laughs> them.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I think I, I, I was just going to rewatch uh, the whole four episode arc on the fourth because the last episode yeah. comes out on Monday. Um, but now I think I'm going to watch uh, Return of the Sith.
0: And then, yeah, just- I really think I'm going to do the same. Um that would be a great it's like nope i'm out <laughs> no no I absolutely no, no, no i was
2: just i Return to the sith through me cuz it 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 revenge of the sith revenge of the sith thank right?
1: you i always hear it, that it, it, i know it, yeah. it
2: quite literally i mean like, we're talking about the overlap with order 66 like this literally overlaps with revenge of the sith like there is yeah. the exact hollow recording scene or the hollow hollow uh discussion hollow meeting uh that's in the film the, it's the the film between Yoda, Cady uh, Mundi, Adia Galia, and, and Mace Windu, where they're all discussing uh, the 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 ending of, of Chancellor Palpatine's powers over the the Republic, and um, and that's in the film. And then what Sit you find ch- out is just after that scene. Yeah ahsoka makes contact with all those jedi masters and it's seamless and uh i need now to go back and watch that scene in that film and just see where they cut because i'm fascinated about the edit of where they cut that scene and how she walks in and talks to all of them uh when they're deliberating um and then this just it this is just such a thought-provoking episode like there was i was just so so thoughtful after the episode thinking about how everything ties together and the kind of new bit of information that we learn is that you know ahsoka knows about mole's whole conspiracy theory that anakin is at the center of uh palpatine's uh plans dark plans and it feels like and and she doesn't tell the council about what she's learned from mull, which is you find out in this episode which i thought was fascinating and i was yes. like oh this is yes. truly fascinating that she is, is is kind of so outside of warrior culture that she's not going to yeah. share information with with people she's deemed warriors you know Ahsoka
0: and... has some what i what i coined in my notes as some outside of the jedi thinking yeah. right yeah. like she does a couple things which are which are not what we would think of when we think of jedi like she uses maul as a distraction like she literally just lets maul loose like a force of nature to kill a ton of clones to to, to save her which which i don't think is wrong necessarily but it's not something i would think of Are Jedi doing, right? This idea of just like putting two opposing forces together so she can sneak out. I think this ties to the kind of sterile kind of uh mechanical
2: kind of sci-fi nature of this episode, which is like she Mm. looks back at the programming plans for the clones and sees the Kaminoans like talking about you know what sorts what sorts of uh, you know, things they're programming in the inhibitor chips and things like that. And it's like this is such a sci-fi episode of Star Wars. Like I've never seen Star Wars be this sci-fi from the score to the talking about the chips and the clone trooper's heads. Like this feels like this yeah. culminating yeah. this culminating thesis of, of like 1138 and like binary control and like singularity and all this kind of crazy stuff that I think George was grappling with when he was in college and, and, and just after. And I feel like, I feel like this just has George's DNA imprinted on it to the utmost. Interesting.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 There's like- something this again I'm only like 2 hours out from watching this episode of Clone Wars. This might be my favorite episode of Clone Wars ever and I don't know why. Whoa. I don't know why. And I think I think Grant might have hit on something where where it is also I feel like this is going to come out as an insult, and I don't mean it that way. But it's also the least Clone Wars episode in a lot of ways. It is very adult, and and there's like there's a moment. I have a I have a thing here where I'm like, I love how quiet the episode is, and I wrote this about like five minutes in. There's like a five minute stint to this episode where it's all score and sound effects, and no, and there's no voiceover when they're just getting onto the ship and they they're transporting Maul. Like that was cinematic to a point that I felt I, I felt it was. this episode, in some ways, this is—I—I I teased that I'm going to say something that might like be controversial. B- before we all start recording, this episode felt more cinematic than than a lot of cinema I've seen in Star Wars in in thirty years.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, I'll, I'll carry on with that point. I feel like Star Wars has such power in its visuals that silence is very yeah strong in star wars in storytelling. Of and, and not, where, not enough silence yeah. is used not enough silence is used yeah. in star wars storytelling and i feel like it's a real misstep because the visuals are so striking that silence plays such a huge role in the storytelling if you just use it more often and you use it in, in exciting yeah. and intelligent and, and ways
1: they really flexed that in this one and it was an interesting score it had a much different mood than a much most of the stories yeah. You know, uh, music I've heard. There's also times. I mean, you said just like music and sound effects. Sometimes it was just music, man. There's like yeah. a scene where, like that that full scene where she's returning back to the the ship, um, yeah, and, and they're going into hyperspace. And it was like they you followed Ahsoka through this like really like intricate like transportation system to mm-hmm. get finally get to the star destroyer with um, a captured mall. And it was just yeah. a really. I don't know. This is this is a buck wild episode. I I was sort of groaned when I saw this because I knew what it was going to be already. I yeah. like I wanted more of like the last episode, and they um, but it was they made it magical because they, they had ground to cover. They had to be like, okay, we've got to figure out Order Sixty Six and figure out the head you know implant thing with Rex because we know yeah. from Rebels he had his chip removed. Um, and I mean, and and also they had to figure out what was going to go on with um with maul because right. he knew uh, the, you know the shoe was going to drop there and i was really worried about that i'm like Ugh, Ugh. what dumb plan are they going to hatch to like release maul but it was ended up being a very elegant, eloquent eloqu- eloquent way to tell that story
0: yeah i think that's a good point like i thought i actually had a similar thought when i read the i i stupidly read the description of the episode before i hit play mostly because it took a while for it to play for some reason uh-huh. and i had the same thought of like oh this is just going to be and I've made this comment before when we've had certain episodes of various shows that were just moving the pieces on the chessboard. Right. Right. Like I had that thought. And so, so this episode I think blew me away because it did it in a way that didn't feel like that. Like, like, like it didn't feel like it was all just like, Oh, we have to get this person here and this over here and get this over here because of rebels and because of this and because of that, it just felt organic in a way that I was not expecting.
1: Well, well, once again, Maul stole the show. Yeah. I think like from the beginning. So you, You've got this pent-up danger. And it's like, first of all, you're like, you need to do something more than have him passed out in a bunch of ropes, because he's gonna kill you. And then so they immediately do and they bring out that McGuffany. Well, like not McGuffany, but like this contraption
0: that know, Jedi. Yeah, anti-Jedi chamber is how I wrote it in my, <laughs> yeah. In my notes. But yeah, like
1: that was banned, but like I guess good thing we kept one around just for this occasion, and and I agree. But that also facilitated silent moments where all yeah. Maul can hear is his own breath. And it's like, first of all, that's terrifying. Yeah. And and second of all, like, you just, you're just you just looking at his eyes. All you have is Maul's eyes for the first half of this episode. And uh, and you, you and then, feel the drama. He
0: adds the drama. To and that. the glass is fogging up as he's yeah. breathing. Like, it was so well <laughs> yeah. done. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's frightening. But, like, it, he, Maul's a tough guy to relate to because he is chaotic evil. He's just pure evil. Like, yeah. he's never doing anything good. But he is an agent that you can sort of wield. And Ahsoka ends up doing that. Um, yeah, really interesting. I, it was a controversial call for me that Ahsoka didn't, um, didn't tell the council. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, she had that information. I think, I think it was, that was more a strategic thing too, where it's sort of like, yeah, it's better if they'd leave her out of it, but they, I don't know, but the way you described it, Grant, was pretty, I mean, that, that rationalizes for, for me. It's like a, a, a good uh, storytelling
0: decision well yeah. she she had a moment which i referred to like in our earlier segment where she talks about she was raised as a warrior she was raised in a time of war and she had never been a quote keeper of the peace right, right? and like she never felt like a true jedi because of that and so i totally get her at this point going like i'm not in this to win a war for one side of the other i'm in this for peace right, right? and i felt that right. was beautiful
2: it's almost like we need a Star Wars movie to explore the warrior culture of the Jedi. <laughs> As if someone had written that, um, the I know. Uh, uh, that would be good. I'm just there's so many thoughts going through my head after seeing this episode. One is that I'm still kind of surprised that they sent Anakin to go tell Palpatine the wars. I this is a big thing that I bump That's up against. Their I'm just like,
1: That's their no, spy. That's their spy. I
2: I understand. I but like I, I just. Do you think what do you think they thought of Palpatine before they found out he was the Dark Lord of the Sith? Did they think he was kind of a corrupt bureaucrat, you know, grasping onto power, and they wanted Anakin to see that and sort of like a you know, really uh, so he would understand the difference between the Jedi and the bureaucracy? Like I think
0: it's Obi Wan. They're politicians, right? I think I think the right. Jedi saw all politicians as politicians, full yeah. stop. Right? Like that's what yeah. they were
1: yeah yeah i mean if you just go in there with full force then you are tyrants. like if the yeah. four you know you send 10 jedi in there to just like capture him assuming that he's going to make the wrong decision it's 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 politically not you know not feasible all right it's a it's a it's a statement you know and and then it would sort of validate the not the purge but like some sort of restrictions on the jedi
2: Oh, I mean, we have seen Mace and Yoda meet with Palpatine many times in the the prequels. It just makes me think, why wouldn't they come and tell him the war is over and not leave a younger knight to do it? You know what I mean? Like, that's... it's kind of a bizarre choice. In my I
0: always see that as Mace's test, final test of Anakin. See,
2: that's what I thought it was. I thought it was, yeah. like, Look at this corruption. Like, look at this person grasping onto power. We are the antithesis of that. We are selfless. We are I, Jedi, and I
0: think that's that. What the message he was trying to get to Anakin, but Anakin was so far gone. I don't even know if it was a message as much as if it was a prove to me you're a Jedi. Like that seems to me like Mace's mentality is like prove to me you're actually a Jedi. Prove to me you're a chosen one. Like I feel like that was very much a just throwing him to lamb to the slaughter be like let's see how you do like i don't yeah, know maybe yeah it's, yeah. it's hard i don't know it's, it's, yeah, it's sort yeah. of nebulous I, that area hasn't i really- also feel like not to use the phrase again whenever i watch episode three and i see that moment it feels like <laughs> chet moving pieces on a chessboard because you have to get anakin to fall at some point and you only have 20 minutes left in this movie
1: right yeah, it's like his fall happened over many movies and many episodes. Yeah. the whole Clone Wars thing. I, I think that might have been one reason why George wanted to put that in there. Yeah, but um, you know, just because you really see a progressive fall for Anakin, not you know, in, in a very subtle way. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I think I I think Mace was just like, let's let this play out. I bet Mace wanted this. I bet he was like, something is going on here, and if I allow the machinations to sort of just continue. It will expose itself, and uh, I mean, first of all, like the, again, the political choice is to send Anakin. It's just you know that's that's due course, and so he'll know. And I think Windu is like, if if both of them turn, and or there's some terrible thing going on there, he's like, I can handle it. Uh,
2: but yeah, yeah. Right, well, Anakin actually does the right thing by by telling Mace. He does, yeah.
0: Palpatine is the Dark Lord of the Sith, yeah, and I. I don't disagree with Anakin. I disagree, maybe with his means, but when he when he says no, he's got to be brought to justice, right? That's yeah. you think about that. Like Anakin's not like no, you you he. We need to follow his him. We need to. We're we're not agreeing that he's right, but there is law and there is order, yeah. right? Yeah,
1: that's where it was interesting. Where they sort of played both sides of the
0: yeah.
2: Of, you know,
0: well, there are heroes on both sides.
2: <laughs> uh, but the, uh, the infinity story i want to see is is anakin siding with mace and taking out palpatine and what yeah. that looks like because that's that's a pretty defining moment as seen with this clone wars episode as seen with all the kind of stories that revolve around this one moment of order 66 order 66 and uh and and everything that comes from that and i feel like that'd be really fun to explore other infinities where worlds where yeah. you know, mace is is isn't Betrayed by Anakin, and instead, there's a, a different outcome.
0: We're getting the what if cartoon, right? On, on Disney Plus for Marvel. Can we get the Infinities cartoon for Star Wars? <laughs> Tell me. I that. would love that awesome. I would love that so much. um You said Order 66, and something happened in this episode that I think might have gotten under the radar. We actually get a full reading of what Order 66 is in yes, so, this episode. right. And right, I have the quote here Rex says, Any and all Jedi leadership must be executed for treason against the Republic. Any soldier that does not comply with the order will also be executed for treason. Right. Interesting.
1: Yeah. I mean, this is a, another fascinating beat that I just, I don't know. I guess I should have expected it, but like, well, I didn't, I don't know. I didn't think they would actually give that sort of lore behind all this stuff. Yeah. But that was it's another say- great beat.
0: Jedi leadership, not just Jedi, even though we see them are going after all Jedi. Well, actually, they don't. Right. Because because Palpatine sends Anakin to kill all the younglings. Yeah. So I guess I, <laughs> I I guess I guess really they are just the clones are just going after leadership. Right. Because they're all being led in the field.
1: Oh, More about that youngling uh um, slaughter in the next yeah. That's site. weird. That <laughs> remind me to talk <laughs> they about youngling they, slaughter. They,
0: go, they
2: even go after right. Maul, which is kind of weird. I'm like, he wasn't Jedi, I, he's not a Jedi leadership. He's not classified as Jedi leadership, but I guess he's a prisoner. And uh I guess it's just that it just becomes fascist right on that mark. Right, right when Order sixty six happens, the clones become these ruthless kind of fighting force. Yeah,
0: I bumped and, up uh, against uh, before that. that part. they were led
2: by the Jedi. It's just, like, it's, it's interesting to see that shift and. uh and, I mean, and when I, when Rex does fall and hit his, I, I did hear like the chip in his head, like I heard it get damaged when he fell and bumped his head against the the hollow projector. Oh,
0: interesting. Did, did you guys hear that? I didn't, oh. but I didn't. I wasn't listening for it. So. Oh yeah, check. Oh. Re- re-watch, rewatch the episode and let me know what you hear in that moment when he's. Like, oh, well, I will be on mo- on Monday. Yeah. Um. So my question for you, and and this may be like a weird question that you can't answer, is, I got really really choked up, when ahsoka was trying to save rex why oh yeah <laughs> me, too. <laughs> like, me too like i literally was tearing up and i don't know why but it really so, was emotional for me like i don't know why but it really so, hit me i think well she's she can, a she
1: can, pure she can, jedi she's like yeah. she can see things she takes the time uh, she doesn't react like she's obi-wan-esque like as far as her white knight-ness you know, like right. she's really I mean, and better than Obi-Wan actually through a lot of this because he was caught up in all the rigor and roll. She's just like, no, like she she can separate what is makes the most sense from you know, the action that's in yeah. front of her. And yeah. she's like, No, he's my friend. It just makes no sense. i you know, I will survive and, I and know try to figure dead. it out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Then
1: they, oh then another controversial thing is when she's like, now I need to do research on fives. Like she immediately thought of fives.
0: No, because because um, because Rex told her to, to look up fives. He was literally, yeah, when he when he first turned, he was literally saying, fives, fives, look at fives, 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 look at fives. Uh, yeah, so he was fighting yeah. his programming and saying fives to her, like, look fives, look up fives. I can't remember the exact phrasing, but he had set that in her brain. I, rem-
1: I remember that scene. Yeah. I guess I missed it because I was playing my yeah. chihuahua. <laughs>
0: that's fair fair. uh my dog was outside at the time so i was not distracted but um yeah so that's so that's that's why because i would have i totally get but that's why she looked up fives because rex had told her to look him up
1: okay in that moment where he's fighting the chimp
0: yeah at the very beginning when he first turned
1: yeah yeah copy that wow fascinating
2: man yeah she's just able to see through the fog of war like she takes the time to 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 contemplate what's going on she doesn't just come to a brash decision I, right away and i i love that about ahsoka i love that she yeah. dives deep into every little moral quandary and figures out what she needs to do
0: and it's, yeah it's, it's fascinating i think i said this last week a week before but she's the only true jedi in my mind during this era yeah well
2: they're
1: certainly fanning so. her out to be that way yeah in, in this episode
0: well yeah. i also feel like the
2: jedi were just so blindsided by palpatine yeah. like like their altruism blinds them from like just how conniving and cunning Palpatine's plan was like, who would have, I mean, obviously we've all seen that. I don't film, see, it so s- I see it as altruism, we're subjective egoism. Right. It is. It's both, right. It's, it's, it's both right. Right, to a degree where it's like, they, I don't think they ever could think a deception on this scale could ever happen because they're so good. Like they're just such good people. Yeah. And then, and then they're self-righteous and ego. E- there's egoism that goes with that. With that self-righteousness and, and altruism, that it's like it's blinding. It's honestly blinding to large scale deceptions, and right. it's just like it's fascinating. It's honestly, and Ahsoka has to almost leave that doctrine just to see what this 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 conspiracy is like. It, it to actually gain you know some to be able to identify certain things.
1: Yeah, I mean, Filoni really made a heck of a career, character there, and really yeah. followed through. There's it. like no, I mean, because. She plays an important role that that's not played by anyone else. You finally you have one dissenter there, and it's so poetic that it's um, it's Anakin's Padawan. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, Anakin having a Padawan is such a like in itself is such an amazing idea and just like really clever. Um, but yeah, she's really had an amazingly compelling character arc uh, right this whole thing, it, and it's it, become this really interesting. And I think if they keep going with it, it'll also be like. When we see her in like a shawl and a white hood and a in a cane or in like in a Sauron like staff, mm-hmm. like that, I want to know yeah. about that Ahsoka too because that's a natural progression of this. She has yeah. already created her own. She's re- returned to the doctor she's discovered her doctor and she knows her place. She knows what she is. I, I want to see that Ahsoka
2: too. Yeah, it's like and, her her arc also paves the way for Rey's journey and Rey's arc because it's like she leaves the Order. Uh, because many of these 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 jedi masters are blinded by the fact that they're you know they're they're the ultimate good in the galaxy whereas ray is a character that discovers that she's there's a darkness inside of her and the way forward for the jedi is really understanding that there's always going to be darkness inside mm-hmm. and i right. think that's the way yeah. forward that's the actual way forward and i think ahsoka is grappling with that and understanding that just now that's why she frees maul there's the the darkness inside that she has to Release because she knows
0: that that's always going to be there. And that's just. Oh, that's
1: an interesting point.
0: Yeah. I think you hit the nail on the head. I think you like two for two this episode Mm -hmm. on like some of the most profound things said on this podcast because what you just said (laughs) is that's the distinction between. You know this and gray Jedi, which I bump up against, right? Because gray Jedi just seems to imply there's a like you just sometimes you're dark, sometimes you're light. It all balances out in gray, which yeah. is bleh. which is more yeah. of like understanding the darkness inside everyone. And, like, and understanding it's been why we all have darkness by
1: of George Lucas, yeah, Dave Filoni and Freddie prince Jr. Brad, Grey Jedi, <laughs> I'm sorry, all of you people that like
0: cosplay as gray Jedi. Know? I'm
1: sorry. You know about
0: the Rushmore of Star Wars: George Lucas, Dave Filoni, and Freddie Prince Jr. Dude, that, 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 that Rant, like, his, <laughs> is amazing. I know it was just that was really the funny.
1: mouth we heard it from. Um, yeah, most, I most directly, so that's why I name dropped him. I, he's my hero.
0: I think you're right. I love it. I just it just cracked me up for some reason. Right. Okay. But he's great. Um, but I think, I think that is the difference, right, is that we all have darkness inside of us and understanding that it's there and accepting that it's there and accepting that it it's part of us but not giving into it to a deep extent, I think is the difference. That's right. what a true totally. Jedi does. I love that, yeah.
2: yeah. I think closest thing we've had to a great Jedi on screen, and I and I'm, I know people have bashed that term. I know Pablo Dalgo has even... I seen, did that, seen that term. Yeah, yeah me too uh, 45 uh, seconds ago <laughs> and yeah every, every, everyone has, has kind of uh you know denounced that term uh, i still think it's an interesting idea i don't think it's obviously a real idea i think what we're talking about is the real actual journey for the characters but i think the closest thing we got to that is ray in the last jedi where she's wearing those storm gray jedi attire that storm gray jedi attire and she's yeah. like betwixt light and dark and it's this piece of potentiality and it's like that is the closest you'll ever get to whatever you think a great Jedi is. Like, I think that's it's there, it's in the cards.
1: I, yeah. I think we're saying the same thing, I think but we just are using clear, different yeah. terminology. I, I truly believe that this makes the great Jedi people feel better. Um, they're all great Jedi, they yeah, even exactly. the yeah, like Yeah, yeah. Every, I, you know,
2: every Jedi is a every Jedi going forward should be a great Jedi because they're just gonna lose sight and be blind
0: if they're, no if they're just, how oh, good well. you are you're tinted by the dark side, it's right. always there inside of everyone.
1: Right, and it's whether you give into that or not. Exactly, and, um, yeah. and and that's and it's about the path. Like, there's also, I mean, that that's real. One of the problems with the the, the Jedi at the fall of Order sixty six, it's like they picked a path, and that path laid up, set up walls that really directed them into a no win situation. Yeah, um, and that and that that decision was to become generals in this army.
0: That's why, right? That's the, that's exactly it. Is that the is that the Jedi at the time of the Father of the Republic thought they were pure? That they thought that that there was no yep. dark side inside them at all. And that's that, that's yeah, not exactly. meta
2: at all. That's not right. meta at all. No, no. Star Wars fans.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh my God!
2: Right. right, like purist fans thinking that they're in the right for the original, you know, and believing the original yeah. trilogy is the gospel. It's like no, 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 like. Get outside of that shell. Understand, there's so many new paths to the storytelling.
0: Yeah, I'm not going to go there. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're 100. percent I could go on a whole thing. That's going to be a whole thing, but I'll leave it totally, totally.
2: But I think there's some beautiful ideas that I think even encapsulate fan culture in in really interesting ways. Yeah, cool. cool.
1: <laughs> All right, I think we did it. Um, that was a that was a great episode. Um, a lot went success. On success. Any any other uh, things that jump out? Actually, I don't. I don't want to silence you guys prematurely here.
2: Not really. I'm just interested in the Kaminoans and man, Uh do I want to see them in another way, shape or form in in other Star Wars stories, because there's a lot to unpack there. Like they're uh, fascinating. They they literally brought down the galaxy. Like it's it's quite interesting what the role they play and who knows where they are now and what they're doing. But and don't they have all the money? Like, didn't they get all the money? All the money. Yeah, all all the money. money.
0: Yeah, they and I, all the... I, see, I
1: see they're all still living on can, uh, Camino.
0: They Camino was just mon... off the
1: star charts.
0: Are these still Kamino? The so
1: yeah, I mean they inhabit the whole planet. I think. I mean, I know there was uh, a Clone Wars attack on the facility, yeah. and it was you know it was damaged, but I don't think it was
2: destroyed. And that uh, you know, I gotta think they have the credits to buy a few other planets, a few other systems, possibly. Well,
1: my thing is that it's a whole planet that was one station. Like, yeah. They could have a whole continent of people. You know, what, I'm thinking there's a whole facilities world. everywhere. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
0: They have all the calamari flan in the world.
2: <laughs> all right,
0: I'll put the tinfoil
2: hat back on. That's dangerous territory, guys. <laughs> dangerous territory. But my middle
1: name is Danger. <laughs> people don't know that. <laughs>
2: uh,
1: all right. Uh, good stuff. Uh, let's <laughs> jump on. There's literally... Hey, okay, so yet. we haven't done one there's of these one. in a minute um there is now i mean i guess there's three games but this kind of only one game now because uh rest in peace battlefront 2 ea has uh announced with the, the release of the last content drop uh that happened tuesday they have announced they will no longer be supporting this game <laughs>
0: <laughs> just, just when and i was s- getting into it
1: <laughs> yeah uh, so this um just well, let's go through the details here this content uh, the community transmission. This is called the Battle of Scarif update. Uh, it involves the, the main thing that they released here, which is good, is that uh, the Rebellion era, so like the key, you know, middle third of the trilogy era, is now on supremacy. So there's mm. now supremacies for all three eras. Um, so everything's up to date. So they they rolled out, you know, a year ago, uh, the supremacy game mode, uh, which is essentially a capture the flag sort of thing. Um, and it's a fantastic, fun, fluid thing on different maps. So now they've brought it to um, Age of Rebellion. Uh, it, it was released in, for just co-op missions last month, but this is um, for multiplayer. So that was the main part. Um, they also dropped in a new map for Heroes vs. Villains. They put Crate there, which is fun. Um, that's been asked for oh, for nice. a while. Um, so that essentially, like they, they're making this update, but they tried to make good on a bunch of things that, um, the community has wanted um crate was one of them there's some new trooper appearances Uh you can now be a snow trooper on any map you can be a uh shore trooper on any map um and they also did a couple more skins um there's uh two new ray skywalker skins one yeah. which you have to discover um three different um things on uh takodana like hidden parts of that map and then it unlocks uh, ray with a hood up which is her thing they mm-hmm. gave away a version of ray skywalker so it's ray with her yellow lightsaber uh which is exciting uh, they have a new me- um uh, they have they gave away a new skin for uh rise of skywalker darth sidious um it's called the Sith Eternal uh, Appearance. It's essentially him, but older, with a red undercoat thing. Um, and then uh, they made Darth Maul achievable. A, a, the Darth Maul skin from Rebels, which I happen to be watching right now. So season three of Rebels, that's where that skin comes from. It's essentially, he's got his robot legs, um, and he's got like a short sleeve shirt so you can see his tattoos. And he's got the, um, the that weird lightsaber... Um, that he must have remade that has, like, half a piece of... It looks like he made it out of a couple of Inquisitor lightsabers. Right. Right. Um, so that's just the nuts and bolts of this. Um, it's it's a bummer that it's discontinued. I know I have a love-hate relationship with this, and I've talked about it a lot. I've played for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours. Um, the Supremacy game mode is my favorite because it is... Um, they era lock the uh, heroes. So, you know, you won't see Ray in like a, a Geonosis or something like that. Um, and uh, so I appreciate so that. Wait uh, a
2: second. Wait a second. Did they ever add Ahsoka to this game?
1: No, they did not. Uh,
2: no. There was a lot of <laughs> asks for that. That's Listen. confounding. And that's a major snub. And I'm yeah. upset. There,
1: there was weird. a rumor. There was a rumor by a a documented leaker for this game that it was correct many times and in very specific ways. I think it's called use uh, user some info, um, and has he's leaked some serious stuff. But one of the things was there was going to be Ventress and Ahsoka was one of his leaks.
2: No, that yep. was a, that was a weird leak rumor type thing that wasn't true right like i feel well, like... so that
1: but he was right about a lot of other stuff but that was one of the ones that never came to fruition
2: see if you did a definitive version for this game i would think that ahsoka's face would be on the box art and it'd be like because she is secretly like this through line to like all the stories in a weird way yeah, like and beloved. yeah yeah, and yeah. Beloved. it's weird like a definitive edition of this game should not have had the sith trooper helmet on it it should have had the ahsoka should have had a on it with her troopers right next to her because it's yeah. like it could have, you know, aligned with the dates of the release of the Clone Wars and it's like she's the through line to she's a through line to literally all the eras that the game explores. Like it it's crazy. She sure is. Not she sure
1: game. is, Grant. She sure is. I'm gonna just try and take it most I've been like on the emotional roller coaster of this. Like let's let me just get this out of the way. It's a Star Wars game. It's huge. It covers all the errors. It's multiplayer. There's a bunch of my favorite heroes on it. It does, you know, the maps, the game mode, uh, Galactic Assault is fascinating. It must have taken so much work as it's like each map in that game mode has a different objective, which is like amazing. Um, you know, it's very Star wars there's a lot of things they hit well. I've just, I don't know if it's cynical. I just don't think... You can do all the things. You can't do all the things. I want Kiati mundi You want, you know, Ahsoka. You know, like I, I just wanted a different version of the 2005 Battlefront with just better, you know, like better mechanics, better graphics. You know, but like that many people, it's always, you know, they decide what outfit your character's wearing based on the, you know, thing, so it's immersive. They really threw immersion out the window on this game.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's what it's I noticed so right away, where it was like you couldn't just get in the vehicles. You had to gain points to then spawn in the vehicle. Whereas Battlefield 20, 2005, two thousand five, we've talked about this. You just jump in it. Yeah. You just it's on the yeah. ground. You see it. You walk over to it, you jump like, in it.
1: you jump in it and you yeah, fly yeah. Away, yeah. and
0: you fly and, away. Yeah. And Ben, you were going over the updates and we were like, you could play a snowtrooper anywhere you want, anytime you want. And I, I like I think I made a face. I don't know if it's people on the thing where I'm like, Really? So Jakku, you could just be a snowtrooper because yep. that, that would be on
1: Endor. Today I played with uh no on Yavin. There's snow all over Yavin. No, now, you know, does
0: it's that good. make they anyone should... happy? No, you should play that in five minutes in. You should you should pass out because of exhaustion. Great. I right. love it. Because like, the, yeah.
1: the more vocal um group on the community uh want that. They want to be like, isn't this funny? Like that's their right. end. Well
0: they got Which it like, and that's the uh, end of the game.
1: This is my, like, yeah, they got what they wanted. And, I mean, in Supremacy was really for my side of the fandom, which they know was there, which is like, oh, we're going to do this very specific stuff. So just a couple of notes here. One of, they've added new, they didn't need to because they had plenty of heroes and villains on both sides in the original trilogy, but they added Maul to the uh, original trilogy. Because he has his new, now, you can earn for a mere 5,000 kills, which is about, I don't know, 25, 30 hours of playing the game to get 5,000 kills at all. Um, you can get his, uh, his Rebels outfit, but he still was dead before um, a new Yeah, home. yeah. We know that. So, Okay. Um, And then they brought Yoda in as well. And Yoda actually is alive, but like as if Yoda would ever go fight in a little
0: skirmish on Scarif. He was alive, but he did not leave Dagobah at all. Anyway.
1: Right. And so, and then they brought in Scarif, which is a beautiful map. um, And everyone loved it in 2015 version Battlefront um, because there you could only, on the dark side, you could only be Krennic and on the light side, you could only be Jyn Erso. But it was great. Those were your heroes that you did, which were, you know, so those two there's rumors those heroes were going to be in this update. They were not. Um, yeah, it would have been cool to have them there. So now it's like, well, I'm gonna. I guess Darth Vader is on Scarif, or Bosk is on Scarif, or um, Han Solo is on Scarif. It just like, I don't know that 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 great that map particularly grinds my gears um anyways i I don't want to i don't want to get negative yeah let's let's jump into the
2: positive let's jump into the positive because i feel like this game really has come a long way i mean it had a disastrous launch yeah and then after they uh they got rid of microtransactions they just they did all they could to please their fans and and deliver free content updates free free dlc all all types of content that they gave to fans after the fact and uh and I think they even made the the economy, the credit economy, I think, a little bit more lenient, right? It wasn't so like, oh, expensive yeah. to get heroes yeah, it's, after a it's while. Probably
1: the, probably the greatest comeback by a game in game yeah. history. Like, yeah. it, like, it fell on its face in the beginning, and they totally rebooted the whole thing. And it's a fantastic game. The amount of detail they spent on the, um, the Age of uh, the Republic, like the early Clone Wars stuff, was amazing. They added so much customization. They, you know, all these fascinating, amazing heroes, General Grievous and um uh Count Dooku are amazing characters. Obi-Wan plays amazing. Anakin was a huge ad. Like they did a great they did a great job in that era. They did a pretty good job in the sequel era um with with their maps. And then this one you think would be the thing because 2015 they had the whole game dedicated to this era um and it was it was okay it, it's good let's it's great yeah it's fantastic well, I, if you want to just get into star wars and play it's a fun shooter it's a consistent shooter you know it's um i, I really i really enjoy playing it and I, i'm gonna play it for hundreds and hundreds of more hours until no yeah, one plays it. i think
0: ben and i are kind of on the opposite scales where ben played it the most and i probably played it the least of the three of us where, where i i feel like i got it day and date played it for like an hour and went yeah, the same for me, you know, and then every couple of months I would come back into it. And I it was literally like every six months. And I, I think I had talked it on probably one of the earlier episodes. I started playing the the um, the Starfighter version, which I enjoyed. Enough. Oh, I, I love that's my favorite part of the game. Yeah, enough to like it's it's
1: a, fantastic. Criterion did amazing. Job. Yeah.
0: And, but, it, but it got next. repetitious even for me after a while like after I ate an entire pizza drank an entire two liter of coke I was just like yeah I'm not 12 anymore I'm done and right. then like every six months I would sign on and see the improvements and then I think the 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 best moment I had playing with this game was literally like three weeks ago when Ben and I were on at the same time. Co op, yeah, co op mission. So yeah, co op, and having someone who knows the game and could like mentor me, but also like there was a moment where you and I were just you were, you were Obi Wan Kenobi and I was Anakin Skywalker, and it was the only time in the however many years of this game where I felt engrossed in the game, right? Where I'm like, this is kind of amazing, and I think yeah, what we I were like back
1: from, to back in the middle of this, yeah. being attacked from all sides, it was awesome.
0: And I was dying constantly, and you were fine. But I just felt like I felt like <laughs> what what I got out of it was like, oh, you play, you have to learn where your joy is in this game and go right. for that, right? Like I didn't know how to approach the game when I was playing it on my own, and what I liked and what I didn't like, and to have you guiding me. I'm like, oh no, I love the co op. Like that's it, that's me. I'm in, yeah. full in. Like so, I think that's, that's key is if just play the way you want to play the game.
1: And to to that point, uh, uh, Adam, um, the co op. And the instant action um, facilities they put in here—that is the sneakily probably their greatest achievement because that's where you're going to have the most fun. Yeah, because you can drop in, you can control what um, what you know heroes are in the game. It's it's a, it's easy pickings because the AI they're they're good but they're not you know they they have yeah. less shields and stuff. They're yeah, easier yeah, yeah. to defeat. Um, you don't have to worry about toxic players. You can get on with three of your buddies. The maps are better. So yep. they included um, new maps with this drop. You can actually be in the tan, uh, Tantive um, 4. And you can... Um, that's one of the maps, uh, which is uh, awesome. That's and, like a probably Cruiser. Yeah, there's like... There's actually... I might be mistaking this the sequel to... Uh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, correction. I just got a correction on the holonet. You can't play in the Tantive. Ah, no, wow. you can't. But you can, um, you in the uh, sequel trilogy, the mm-hmm. Age of Resistance, um, you can get up in one of the um, Mon Cal cruisers, uh, right. which was so, a thing. Like,
2: different. you'll have a whole game on a Mon Cal yeah.
1: cruiser, and it's an awesome, I love, love that it. map. Love that
2: map. Where it's, it's um, really humid inside those cruisers.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes, very sweaty. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that that's an achievement, and that's never going to get old. You know, you only need four people for that, and you can do it with your friends, and... Um, It would be that that's, and and then you can just jump in and the mechanics are great. I do love Battlefront 2015, but the mechanics, I love the concept of that, where it's just like, you're in the world and you make your own character and you get your own blasters and whatever ones you want. And it's, everything's era specific and it's cool. I, I, you know, and, and, but the, the, the fight mechanics aren't as good as okay. controls, whatever, as this and um, this game, and uh, it's a fantastic game. I, I think going forward, what's going to happen is that um, you got to get more specific. This is just too vast. It's like, can I can you, I
2: pitch my game?
1: Yes, pitch your game. All right. I'm, I'm actually I, I want to lead into lead into this a little more. just because I think it's too vast. I just want to end this point. Is it's like you, because you're always going to get stuff like, well, where's Ahsoka and where's Kiari Mundi and where's you know I uh, Sakura and like you know why don't we have these characters and you know like how come there wasn't a rebel season why you know like you could have done all this stuff yeah. in this game and like if you if you really wanted to do it but they didn't make it here in the first place so you're just not making anyone really happy but they ended up this is going to be the definitive three era game i don't think yeah. they're going to make another one of these
2: no yeah totally. um, I feel so
1: like... give us an example
2: i've told you guys about this game many a times via text uh and i do feel like so with battlefront 2 on what you just said ben i feel like i would have taken a, a very dynamic progression system over era locked storytelling and gameplay via era locked you know uh restrictions because right. i think if you upgraded your clone trooper like with his shoulder is you know his shoulder pieces is his 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 wrist gloves his belt his is is his, his, his you know every part of his armor every piece of his armor if you could if you could upgrade that over time and really make a customized clone trooper i think this game would have excelled in a brilliant way where people would have felt very connected to their characters or if you're making a rebel rebel with all these gadgets and pieces but so this this is this game's a great foundation for a future fps that i think could be like a shared world battle royale which i've never heard uttered together before which is destiny is a shared Mm. world shooter battle royales are associated with Fortnite and PUBG and uh, uh warzone all these types of battle royal games that are out there mm-hmm. uh but if you did a shared if you had hubs where everyone could talk and hang out and, and there could be a real there could be an economy and, and you're a bounty hunter say it's a bounty hunter shared world uh, uh first person shooter battle royale like that would be and built from the foundation of what they did what motive did with this game whereas all the kind of tight first person shooter responsive first-person shooter mechanics are brought to this this game where you can customize a bounty hunter with you know its gadgets its armor his weaponry piece by piece modify each little piece and have this deep progression system and then jump into these battlefield 2-esque battlefront 2-esque you know campaigns scenarios you know uh uh firefights like that could be fun to then upgrade your character over time and feel a real connection to your bounty hunter i think that is like that would be a very fun game and it's far more specific there's not so much worry about being error locked and canon like i think uh i I think this would be the going forward i think it would be a huge it would be a huge game it would be super lucrative i think everyone in the world is playing a battle royale if you look at the numbers i mean how many how many kids are on Fortnite? how many you know how many people are playing a battle royale right now everyone you know apex legends like everyone's playing these games why not just bring it to star wars and add the benefit of a Of a kind of like a social hub to it where like bounty hunters can converse in the social hub. They can trade. There's an economy. There's fun little mini games in the social hub. You know, Sabak. Sabak could be a whole, you know, slice of this game. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's just so (laughs) much that's going to be. Yeah, you like So, yeah, the people who don't want to engage in combat all the time could jump into the Sabak and get money that way and up their gadgets. And so when they do jump into a match, they have some really fun gadgets that are really expensive that you could only get through playing Sabak hands, you know, playing Sabak over and over again in the social hub like there there that i think would be going Mm -hmm. for it that would be a huge game other than that obviously i love starfighter assault i would love a a flight sim sort of star wars experience um i would love a a pod racing game like i love racing in the star wars galaxy there's so many games i would love to see remixed and redone in, in interesting ways but um yeah i think bounty hunter uh bounty hunter um shared shooter battle royale like that is i think that would be my pitch for the next Star Wars game. I think it'll be fun. It'll be super fun. Yeah, yeah. They,
1: they would. I mean, we'll see how long. I, I'm not a battle royale fan, and I'm, I'm gonna get into Warzone now because I have friends on it, and it's cross-platform. So if they, I would add one more thing to your suggestion there, where it should be cross-platform. That would make mm-hmm. you know, make it a more successful offering. Um, but um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, we'll see. Like if they were just thinking about this now, like. You just pitch them like most things in the Star Wars universe. They're waiting to hear us talk about it on this podcast. But if um, they just heard about it now, I mean it would be three years, four years, five years until we got that game.
2: Right, right. Well, um, and Warzone has some brilliant new mechanics that would work perfectly with what I'm pitching here, which is like they have a yeah. bounty they have a bounty mechanic in Warzone yeah. where you pick up a small bounty you pick up a you know a floating kind of item, it's just called a bounty, you pick it up, and it makes you target a random player character just a random player character on the map you have to target before you know the walls close in and the map you know it is just a tiny little quadrant and you're you're fighting to survive yeah there are these there's these fun little mini games inside the battle royale experience that i think would would benefit greatly from this sort of a game
0: i mean i guess the thing at the end of the day is we're back kind of where we get to often in this segment which is just like there's so many great types of (laughs) games out there yeah. Put a Star Wars skin on top of it, right? I love, <laughs> yeah. I, I love, I love Grant's idea of like combining two that are out there. But like until we get there, which is going to take three, four, or five years to actually make, throw a Star Wars skin on yeah. any of these AAA games and just do it. Like there's so much there, and I'm hoping they're moving that way. There are That's we talked great. about it before. Yeah. There are there are some stuff in the works, like hopefully we'll get there. I know we're getting the sequel to fall in order. What, in, what was that grant? 2022,
2: 2022. I think it's confirmed. Correct. Oh, yeah. Sure.
1: And there's a, and there's an untitled motive game. We know is in the works. Right Great.
0: Give, give us it. Cause, cause we're, we're back to, right. there's only one game and that's a bummer.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I really think that, I mean, that would be my one thing. And I have to send this over. It's like quantity over quality. And, And honestly, and when I say quality, I'm putting air quotes right now because they're all quality. If anyone plays it, it's got quality. Like all this is, there's no such thing as the perfect game, really. And I really think that one of the most antagonistic elements of Star Wars Battlefront 2 is they let the tail wag the dog too much. They, like, instead of just being like, no, we're going to make this great game that we've all decided is a great game, it was like, they made they made a terrible decision to make it pay to win from the front
0: yeah um
1: and then, and then it was just, it, like yeah it got called out on it and so whatever but like so they they, they failed in that aspect like they we can't trust them like the first the thing they wanted to release is like not a game it's, so you're it's right kind of a it's kind of a predatory game but like I think they need to do this and they need to make a game and they need to like listen like no this is a good idea because people don't know there's an aspect people don't know what they want until they have it you know, right. and, because, and I feel like this game, like after they had to go in full retreat on the launch, then they were just playing defense and they were just like, Well, what do you want? We'll f- yeah, you exactly. exactly. You know, exactly. Yeah. Tell us what you and want to we'll do. And, it. and that's what not Star, Star Wars
2: storytelling. That's not yeah. in yeah. terms of no. marketing or brand. You don't just go it's not defense. storytelling Star Wars- at all. yeah Yeah. well star wars is is always releasing the thing that you didn't expect them to release and having this be this major showcase 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 that's what i think about when i think about star wars is like you are getting what we are showing because it is the next big thing and and you know we're gonna open the floodgates when we feel we need to and that's about it we're not gonna you know we're not gonna listen to obviously they listen to fan feedback obviously every game studio listens to fan feedback they even say they listen to fan feedback but it's like. Star Wars is such a showcase that I think you have to have the ace up the ace, you know, up your sleeve. You can't let your fans dictate the content you should release like in any way, shape, form. And I, they do a lot of this, you know, in, in terms of just like, you know, your basic, like action figures, you know, like photos of the week, recipes of the week, like fans, you decide what, like, what would be cool and like vote on it and we'll make it like they do that. I know they do a lot of that just in the overall, like, you know, in advertising, some of their products overall, but in terms of video games and films and some of these big, you know, these med- these mediums where you're you're delivering really really high quality work, it's like you really want to be the one who's in control of that situation. You don't right. want to be on the defense.
1: And this is again, I'm going to echo this one point that I do on every time I do the segment, but I, I really think what you want as is you want hungry game developers that this is going to be their magnum opus. Like, this yeah. is going to be the thing. Not this super giant that's made multiplayer shooters before and sort of... I don't want to say phone in. They made a beautiful game, but there were serious problems in every release of this game. There were so many bugs, and it was like... It's a it's a buggier game than I've ever played in any yeah. other thing. And um, I, I think I'd rather have, like, maybe a little... Take a hit on quality for an increase in spirit, you know? And, um, and, and I, I wish and this is the this is the job i'm jockeying for is there, you know one of the reasons i'm doing this like i would love to be the person that instead of just giving a you know a massive contract to ea to cover all the games you have you you staff up and you get um a situation where you're searching and you're contracting individually and you have rather than this like very stagnant um worker base that is one company you have all the companies and you're like contracting here and here and there's five games always in development it's just like just throw more of the wall you know it takes a long to get these things produced like I think you need to widen the net you need to find these up-and-coming people you need to have requests for proposal and like have these hungry game developers being like I always want to do an Ahsoka game you know I, I want to do the Luke Skywalker uh uh Jedi Academy game you know, like a, a redo Jedi Academy, you know, like, and, and get the most creative people that are diehard fans, just the same way they do with movies, um, you know, and, and get them to do it, but like, a, let it be a little more grassroots. And I think that is more organic and fits better with the culture of video games. Um, and, you know, make it a little more of a meritocracy rather than just sort of give it to a person, you know, to, to one big company. Yeah.
2: That's
1: what you All right. uh, yeah. But, um, anyways, that's it. Um, And, um, that's, that's the game we've got. It's a beautiful one, wonderful game. Um, if you want to just lose yourself and be in the Star Wars universe, there it is for you get into instant action or co-op, or if you're, if you want to hang with uh, the big kids, um, get into multiplayer and, um, it's some, it's some pretty, pretty tough, uh, competition out there. Uh, so that's that, but that, uh, as far as I can tell, they might do some, you know, there's a lot of talk that they still might make a couple more, um, edits, uh, before this is all done because it's in quite a state right now. Um, but we'll see, we'll see what we get, um, but it's not going to be much. Uh, but we've got a massive, huge, fun, great game now. And that's that. Um, so thanks again, everyone for listening to us. Um, you've, uh, you've totally rationalized why we do this every week. And uh, I appreciate that. <laughs> um, and cause I love doing it and uh, yeah, get in touch with us. Um, let us know what you're thinking about. Um, that That was a great, Uh, questioning great um for like casting for um dr ever that was awesome but we didn't i can't believe we didn't cover that um and so i know there's a million more things like that out there
0: um so yeah uh, we'll see you all in a couple days right may the 4th yes that's right we'll have another transmission
1: we're going to record that late on may the 4th but i'll uh, i'll try and pump that out for you that night so on may the 5th um you'll you'll get a recap because i'm sure we're going to get so much more Mm -hmm. information that day so
2: Guys, big, big theory, big theory. I feel like they might put Empire back out in theaters. That's just my theory. Wow. I'll end like, it there.
1: Just a hot yeah. take right there. Just like randomly yeah. put Empire
2: I, just, I back think out that's theaters, what I would do. 40. You, know, I anniversary. No
1: you know, no one's going to the theaters now. But. Yeah. It's, <laughs> no, I know.
2: it's a, pre, a pre, pre-COVID sort of you yeah. know decision. But yeah, I, I could see that. I mean, I think it's a great way to establish the roots of Star Wars and, and, and mm-hmm. showcase the roots of Star Wars.
1: Wow! Uh, love it. I'd go see it. I'd go see it. Um, yeah, awesome. So uh, we'll talk to you in a couple of days, and uh, May the Fourth be with you.
2: This is Grex Kondak signing off. For the latest breaking news, follow at Core News on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you, and good night. Remember, the force will be with you always. <laughs>